This is Karen Cisse, Mrs. Sinclair, and you're listening to the Upside Down Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. This is Ash. This is Tori. And guys, we were supposed to come to you last week with an episode on Fletch, but I watched Fletch and... (laughs) It is not as funny as I remember. I think I said in the previous podcast that Chevy Chase played a detective, but he is actually a journalist who goes undercover to solve cases, which I don't know. But yeah, so we're not going to do an episode about Fletch because there's not much to say other than the, you know, he's a journalist and he goes undercover. And we know in season three, there's going to be a newspaper. So maybe Hopper is going to have something to do with that. Maybe he'll join forces with a reporter to go undercover. But yeah, that Fletch episode has been nixed. (laughs) Sorry, fellas. We still recommend watching it because it's okay it's okay but it's not as great as I remember I remember our uncle Michael looks kind of like Chevy Chase so like as kids we would watch a lot of movies with him in it and I remember it being so funny but maybe I watched it with Uncle Mike and I pictured him being Chevy Chase because when I rewatched it it was not <laughs> it did not have the gravitas that I remembered also happy Super Bowl Sunday we do not watch the Super Bowl I will not be watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to watch it, but we are excited because if you guys remember, last year's Super Bowl gave us the season two trailer. So we're hoping that there's going to be another one. There hasn't been any indication. There hasn't been any kind of sign, but come on, it's the Super Bowl. There has to be something. And also Priya and Caleb are at the Super Bowl right now. They're doing different experiences for, I think, maybe Microsoft, but maybe Priya will be in the Super Bowl teaser, which would be really cool. Also, we just wanted to give a shout out to everybody out there that might be in Chicago. Chicago or any of the places where it is super, super cold. Remember, if you want to donate anything, there are local homeless shelters right now that are trying to get homeless folks in off the streets because it's so cold. And also animal shelters. Do not leave your animals outside. If you have one, bring it in. That has nothing to do with Stranger Things. That's just a little personal message from us to you. We also wanted to give a big thanks to Random House and Delray Books. They just sent us a copy, a really nice hard copy with a really fancy, nice textured cover of Gwenda Bond's book, Suspicious Minds. So we're going to be reading that. And as you guys know, Gwenda is a fellow stranger. She's really sweet. She's posted some pictures wearing one of our t-shirts. We're going to do an interview with her probably within the next month or so, however long it takes us to read this book and come up with some questions. They've also been really nice and said that they're going to send us some autographed copies. So look forward to a giveaway because you guys know we like the giveaways and we will, I don't know, post that on Instagram. So stay tuned. And then lastly, we wanted to let you know that Fan Expo Dallas just announced that they're going to be doing a complete full panel with the It Kids, which includes, drumroll, Finn! So uh, if you don't get to go see Finn in Washington State, I know that's kind of far for you guys at that March con. He will also be in Dallas. Sorry, I didn't get the dates, but Google it. It's Fan Expo Dallas and all the kids are going to be there. We met the It Kids in Orlando, but Jack and Finn were not there. It was the other kids, but it was still pretty fun. So today's episode, what we're going to do for you, because we wanted to bring you something, is we wanted to focus on a recent article that came out in Screen Rant. Normally, we do a lot of notes before an episode. I'll go through and I'll just read things and we'll take tons of notes. We're going to free will this. We're just going to see what we see. You want to say something? You got it. Okay, so there was an article in Screen Rant called 20 Things About Stranger Things That Make No Sense. How dare you? I have not read this article, but I have a feeling they are going to be correct. Um, <laughs> how dare <laughs> you, Tori? I was going to say, how dare you, author Christopher? I haven't read this article either. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through this one by one, and we're just going to see what they say and have a natural organic reaction to it. I have not read these either. So here we go. It says, click the button to start this article in quick view. Start. 20. The timeline is super messed up. I believe it. Wait, let me read the let me read the little slogan. It says, most people are aware that Stranger Things takes place in the 19th. 1980s. Not only does this add to the nostalgic feel to the show, but it also sets up an interesting settling 
settling setting for the series. Well, oh, I already know what they're going to talk about. They're going to talk about the different songs that play and the different like cars and shoes oh, yeah. and clothes. He says, while there are continuity, continuity, why can't I read today, guys? Continuity errors <laughs> about characters driving cars or talking about movies that haven't been released yet. The overall timeline is often strange. I mean, we know that Barb's car is wrong because that's a yeah. 1988 car and the first episode is not we in 1988. We know they play Sunglasses at Night and that song didn't come out until like 86 or whatever. Yeah. Let's see. What are some of the examples they give? On November 1st, Joyce talks about Halloween night like it was days ago when most people would have just said last night. Okay, that's... <laughs> that's, a, that's a little nitpicky screen rant. Christopher, come on. Yeah. Um, that's kind of funny. I don't know. I can't get over that. I'm going to have to pause to go to the next one. All right, number 19. It's about Dart. So wait, I, I guess, what do we think of the timeline? We agree with that. I agree just it's like... It's not... Just continuity-wise. I don't think that they've messed up anything like like grand, in the grand scheme of things. Like I don't think that the timeline was like ruined or anything, but it definitely was probably unsettling for people who like grew up in the 80s and were like hey that doesn't make any sense well also you'd have to be someone that was sitting there and like actively trying to disprove it instead of watching the show yeah so it's like i know that when 11 you know moved the millennium falcon that that wasn't the right model of millennium falcon but you didn't but nobody you didn't was know that, that when you were watching the show you only noticed that after somebody went through and was like okay let us tell you what are the right. things that are wrong so i don't think it messed up the enjoyment of the show i think car people probably noticed straight off that car was wrong but i didn't notice i didn't notice anything like that when i was watching it and you know part of the thing with stranger things is that people from that time period are so invested in it because it, it feels so accurate so pish posh pish posh number 20 number 19 dustin's new pet as if the demogorgon wasn't spooky enough season two of stranger things introduced audiences to dart aka the demo dog dustin discovers dart near the beginning of the season blah 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 we already know all this let's see i'll just read it before that happens will convinces the group that the tiny creature originated in the upside down and that it was dangerous instead of listening to will who clearly has knowledge with the upside down dustin keeps dart as his pet sure dart may have been cute when he was little but dustin learned of the creature's origins why wouldn't he have listened to his friend dustin is just sweet and cuddly and he wanted to have a pet because nobody was talking to him because caleb was like or whatever what's his name lucas yeah lucas was in love with max and dustin couldn't get max and so he was like i want this pet i don't care if it's gonna kill me <laughs> and also let's be honest like if your friend with someone and they want to do something or they think something they don't always listen to you you can tell them forever like people have to hear something or understand something for themselves yeah. before they make that decision so like people it's kind of like the kids in the school are like will's a freak will's like whatever and his group of friends are like no he's not like that you don't know until you know so i mean he is but <laughs> no he's fine <laughs> but i think dustin probably just wanted to believe the better in something he just wanted to believe the best and he didn't realize it was a demogorgon or a demodog like he just probably thought this is something sweet that needs needs me and and people don't seem like they need Dustin very much they ignore him a lot through this through that season so I don't think that that's necessarily a problem I I mean I think that's again pish posh I think that's I think that's nitpicking number 18 gateways to the real world okay I think I might agree with this one <laughs> while the first season of Stranger Things introduced the upside down and the Demogorgon season two introduced the mind flayer also known as the shadow monster the exact origin of the creature is currently unknown but was seen often in season two via Will's visions throughout the first and the second seasons there are gateways from the real world to the upside down some of which the government had discovered the end of the season two shows 11 preventing the mind flayer from entering the plane of mankind but what 
what does that mean for all of the other gateways? This will likely be revealed season three, but as for right now, it doesn't make a lot of sense. They're not really giving us a I lot really of details. What's but it's, I get what they're, I kind of get what they're saying, but like, I think they're just ruining Stranger Things. <laughs> well, I get what they're kind of saying, but it's, it, they're not making a good point. Like, this isn't, this is kind of like a book report where someone kind of knows what they want to say, but they don't list any of the facts. Like, they're yeah. just giving you their kind of theory and then they don't follow up with and A and B and C you know because in season one we saw that it was in Hawkins it was underground and then I thought the same thing when Eleven was being lowered into the tunnel with Hopper I thought how is this going to stop it because it seemed that all of the demo dogs had already spread throughout the tunnels so there must be other potential exit and entryways for them to come in and come out so I think that that would be more the question how many gateways are there you know what I mean it just I thought the same thing I thought the gateway looked so huge and so massive and it didn't seem like it was still under Hawkins and Hawkins would have been like disintegrated right because it's what like a 10 story building but that gateway was just like it was so huge Mm -hmm. I don't know I agree with that one I don't think they did a good job of like saying what they wanted to say but I do think that theory makes sense number 17 the buildings in the upside down are what (laughs) oh my god Maybe we should have read these first. I thought they were going to be pretty good. The Upside Down has been a key element of both season one and two of Stranger Things. It is an alternate dimension that's parallel to the human world. Not a lot has been revealed prior to 1983. Well, I have to read it so that it makes sense because we haven't really read these. And also to give like the listener context of what they're saying because it's like the buildings. Since the Upside Down is a parallel dimension to our world, all of the buildings and architecture are exactly the same as the human world just decaying form, i.e. in the Upside Down. That being said, if new buildings are constructed in the real world do new buildings also get built in the upside down if that is the case who's constructing these buildings fans haven't gotten an answer to know how the upside down works yet but they might not ever get the answer why is this it's a question supernatural. yeah why is this a question oh my god has, this has, is so stupid <laughs> has there been a part in the upside down where you where we were watching it and we we're like hey wait a minute look over there there's a new building <laughs> right no it's a supernatural tv show when things happen that aren't explained you're like oh this show is super Supernatural. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't know. This doesn't make any sense what? because in season two, when they, spoiler, do the dance and then it revolves and it shows that the Hawkins is still in the upside down. So you, you're giving the impression that the Mind Flayer, the Demogorgon or something is still living. I mean, that building still exists. So I, I get that this might be a relevant thought that maybe someone is just kind of having are their buildings, be in the list. But, but it's not. But that they didn't show it in the show. It isn't like you were watching something in the Upside Down and you saw a miscellaneous bu- building and you were like, oh, there's a question. Like, right. who's, who's building that building? Like, that wasn't even, that's a non-question. So number 16, Will's alive again. Okay. <laughs> so basically it gives us a recap of season one. And then it says in season two, Will goes back to his normal life and even goes back to school. But when the police found his fake body in the quarry, it makes headlines. Will may get some weird looks from people in season two, but for the most part, the city just seems to accept that Will's alive again. Yeah, like yeah, why wouldn't no, they? I, no, I, I actually do agree with this one. I was, when I was watching season two, I was kind of, like I kind of just let it slide. I was like, whatever, it's a TV show, it's supernatural, whatever. But I think that's super weird. If like, do you, do you, if everyone found my dead body, if they found my dead body and then randomly I came back to life and they found, what? Right, but it not- It could have been a, def- a different kid, I guess. Right, but, like, but we don't know, like they don't, they don't give you a lot of details, I think on purpose. So the dead body was found, but that wasn't found by like the public. It was found by a lot of police officers who are always sworn to secrecy and probably couldn't tell anything no, but remember there's the headline on the side of the thing and it's like will is reborn dead body found but boy is found again like what 
I don't know. I think I, I don't. I think that there's there's because in current times there's things like that. Someone could be they could be in a coma. Like they could have just been like, oh, we thought that he was dead because when we checked his heartbeat, so and so. I don't know any medical terms because I do not watch anything. Tori <laughs> should know because she watches Bones. But maybe yeah, and that's why I don't think that it's maybe they could have. I'm just saying by saying that like I'm saying it's not completely out of the realm of possibility because if the boy was found, then the paper might have instantly issued a report and the next morning done boy found dead. But then later they could have said something to the effect of, oh, we. When we, once we get him to the hospital, we realized that he was actually in a deep state of a coma because he had been under the water. Like, there's a way to explain it. It might not be, like, the best explanation. Yeah. And also, kids aren't going to necessarily know anything. They're just going to know whatever their families say. So their families are probably like, well, he was found at the lake, and then they said he was dead, but then they said he was in a deep coma. But that doesn't make any sense. Like, there's a lot of ways that they could explain that. For me, that's not a deal breaker. I, I, I don't know. It's not a deal breaker for me. I think that they didn't give us enough information that you could kind of just, like, come up with your own theories on it I don't know I feel like we'd need more information I think it's it's I can't think of the word I'm trying I to say I don't think it's explainable explicitly thinks, vague explicitly vague it is I don't okay I do think it's explainable no like, I don't think any of these are deal breakers it's still a good show no I'm not arguing with you I'm arguing yeah. with the point of this story I'm saying that if this person is like these are some things that are totally messed up with it it's like that's not totally messed up with it that's potato potato that's neither here nor there that doesn't I'm not really interested in that I'm more interested in like what's going on with Will now that he's back like what has happened to him so the next one is number 15 the gang's parents are neglectful. Disagree. I think Tori... Disagree because it's the 80s. Yes. Agree if it was take, if it took place in modern times. Yeah. Disagree. They're basically just saying, given Joyce's busy life, nobody can blame her for her son's going missing in season one. But all of the other parents in Hawkins, Indiana are pretty bad, especially after Will goes missing. It would make sense for the town's parents to keep a better eye on their kids. But again, it is the 1980s, yeah. and it's like people lived in houses. They didn't even lock their doors. I think that, you know, with the 60s and then the 70s, there started to be this big revolution where people were like hitchhiking and going out and you know kids just started to get more freedom I I just I disagree with that completely I think that if, it, if you're judging it by today's standards totally like people helicopter parent their kids to like the 10th degree but for the 1980s these parents are just like that's just what 1980s kids did they like got on their bikes and they went out and they did stuff so let's see number 14 11 escaped one of the biggest oh yeah okay I kind of agree let's see so I don't even know what they're talking about one of the biggest mysteries of Stranger Things is how 11 was able to escape an apparently high security facility 11 had been experimented on from a young age blah 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 we already know this and it says that she could get past like guards and stuff it says how did she escape in the first place even if she escaped when the Demogorgon arrived in the human world and caused chaos in the lab wouldn't people have gone to 11 to protect her the facility was supposedly super secure but not secure enough to prevent a small girl from escaping okay she has powers we can't we can't refer to 11 as a small girl because she is i've seen her getting past like the people with powers or oh wait because she can do electronics and stuff too because she stopped she stopped um the the fan or whatever so i guess she could have opened doors i don't know yeah and she also probably knows the path in and out of the place and she probably just walked through and saw some people and did her little neck crick and (laughs) and they fell over and that was it and she's like guys i got to go so we agree disagree that's uh, not disagree yeah that's it's it's plausible that she would have the powers to say a little girl escaping 11 is not a little girl she's not your normal average kid number 13 the demogorgon takes will even though will wasn't seen for a lot of season one his character is incredibly important the search for will blah 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 we already know this the search for will while nancy theorized that the monster might be attracted to the scent of gore that logic doesn't correlate to the incident with will as he wasn't wounded when the demogorgon took him we talked about this when we first started the podcast this was like one of the very first things we ever talked about is how we were really confused i, I can't remember if it was was you or me I think it was you because you were like I thought the Demogorgon was attracted to blood because that's like how he come out 
or how he came out for like everything else but then there was like no blood on will but i think they were i think they were attracted because of like all these theories that are coming out that will has powers like 11 oh yeah that's something that they're saying is going to happen in season three but a lot of those are based on the fact that they think that probably will has powers because of being infested with the demogorgon or, but if he had them prior but where would he get them because yeah. joyce what i was gonna say is that like um what's her face is what's her face 11's mom did like psychedelic drugs in like the 60s and 70s and it's very plausible that Joyce did that before she had Will. I don't think that Will's going to have the powers because of the same reason that Eleven has powers. I do think that they might give him powers, and I think we've talked about before that we think that that would actually be pretty cool. But I do, do I do agree with this one. I do remember this. We talked about it, and we were like, it doesn't make any sense. Why did he go after Will initially? Although it could have been that something was happening at Hawkins, and the Demogorgon was just like so starved or hungry that before he was actually feeding like he would normally feed based on the smell of blood or whatever, that maybe he was just looking for an easy kill to like regain his strength in order to go but yeah will just didn't have any blood on him or anything he was just biking in the area maybe yeah there would have had to be a wounded animal by their house or maybe by their shed they had some like dead deer but they didn't show any of that so i think that this makes sense and he didn't eat him i think it's a powers thing because he grabbed he like immediately killed barb and ate her he immediately killed that deer and ate him i think there's something up with will like a power or something that the demogorgon was attracted to mark my words season three they will explain well will will have powers i think that's i think that that would be great And I think that they'll be interesting but I've always thought that there was something weird about him being taken in the first season especially the fact like Tori mentioned Barb was immediately eaten and Will was taken but immediately able to hide it, right. it's that's a weird thing for us you know but it just gives us something to look forward to I think the Duffers are very smart in their writing and they're probably going to unravel it for us in season 3 so number 12 Hopper gives up Eleven's location to Brenner oh we always hated this you remember when towards the end Hopper kind of like tells Brenner that Eleven is located at the school with the kids and he comes yeah. we always said that that didn't really make sense for Hopper's character what do they say on it? They say, granted, Hopper told Dr. Brenner where Eleven was just so that he was able to go get help to get Joyce and be able to save Will, but it doesn't seem right that Hopper's character would straight up sell out Eleven. It seems like this is something that shouldn't have ever happened given Hopper's character. Yeah. And I think we went in depth on this on an episode. Tori and I were talking about it. I think it was during season one when Hopper tells Brenner where Eleven is and they're all at the school and then, you know, they all come together. We were like, that makes no sense. We were trying to like theorize maybe why, like maybe he thought, well, they'll be safe because Eleven has her powers but Eleven was weak she was weak from doing the salt baths so we agree with that we always thought that was a little weird we didn't think that that was something Hopper would do maybe there was a scene cut where Hopper somehow notified one of the people like hey because we were like why didn't Hopper just give a fake location they would have never known it was a fake location and by the time they would have gotten there they could have gotten Will out and then because it wasn't like it wasn't like now like somebody wasn't going to Instagram or text or Snapchat something they would have had to actually have driven to the fake location so we agree with that I agree what do you think you agree Yeah, I agree. Number 11, Brenner's fate. The Demogorgon was seen as the villain in Stranger Things season one, but Dr. Brenner, played by Matthew Modine, was the human bad guy. Dr. Brenner took Eleven when she was just a baby, and it says, the Demogorgon attacked Brenner in season one, but when Eleven and Eight go after the other men who experimented on them, one man seemed to indicate that Dr. Brenner was actually alive. Brenner could certainly be alive since his fate was never solidified on screen, but surviving an attack from a Demogorgon seems unlikely. Well, season- but they never showed him get attacked. Yeah, season three could potentially make this clear. That's true. I mean, they 
show him get attacked is in they show the Demogorgon jump on him and him fall and then they immediately cut away. So we but don't that know. that happened to Steve, that happened to Jonathan and they're fine, they're alive. Yeah, we don't know if Dr. Brenner maybe shot the Demogorgon in the leg and the Demogorgon ran and then Dr. Brenner took off. I think Dr. Brenner has to be alive and I think he he's gonna come back sometime. I think maybe in this season finale, in the final season, he's gonna come back. And yeah, they're right. That did, that one scientist did intimate that like he, he is alive. He's like, I can tell you where he is. And he could have just been bullshitting yeah. to like say, he like, wanna get killed. <laughs> like save me, don't crush my neck in front of my little girls. But I think Dr. Brenner's gonna be alive because it just makes sense that the ultimate villain that you've forgotten about, you know what I mean? Season one, he's not there. Season or season two, he's not there. Season three, maybe he won't be there. And you're like, oh, he's dead and gone. And then in season four, like he comes out of the shadows and you're like, what? Except for us. And Eleven has to like defeat him or something. I don't know. Or he shows up to save her. Oh yeah. He has to like to, we always like the equality of someone redeeming themselves and it seems more like likely. Yeah. So we think that Dr. Brenner might be alive. Number 10, putting the demo dog in Joyce's freezer. Dart may have had a special place in Dustin's heart, but certainly wasn't the only demo dog that came from the upside down. The Hawkins lab was swarmed with demo dogs and the gang had to fight one off. We already know what happens. Um, He comes to the window and then Dustin says, this is going to be my science experiment. He makes Steve clean out the freezer and they put him in there. It says Dustin makes room in Joyce's fridge and Steve puts the creature inside. But whatever happened to it? By the time the snowball took place in December, only a month had passed. Yet there's no explanation as to what happened to the creature. Yeah. I don't think that that's a big thing. I don't think it matters. I don't think it is either and I think it's something that they'll bring up like Dustin will have been dissecting the creature and say guys when I was dissecting the whatever like it's gonna come back but it's not I don't think it's a plot in the story and if it doesn't who cares it was just a funny scene of Steve putting the demo dog in the freezer I don't care and I think it's to show that Dustin is very like scientific and he's into like discovering more about the creatures and I think it'll come back in some kind of way but I don't think it's a fault of the writers or a lack in consistency in the show to show that and then not come back to it it's like yeah there was one episode left they don't want to waste their time being like okay later that day in the freezer <laughs> they want they want to get to the dance they want to get to Mike and Eleven and they want to get to all of that so let's see okay number nine the government is lousy at covering things up oh look there's a picture of cat guys I don't know. What are their reasons? Once the Demogorgon and Eleven escape, the government makes finding Eleven one of their top priorities since she can be used. When they find her at Benny's Burgers, they just end Benny's life and say that he tried to take his own life. Harper immediately became suspicious, but if the government was actually trying to cover something up, an average police officer shouldn't have been able to uncover all of the secrets as easily as he did. Because they don't care because they can kill anyone. And also think about it this way. It is the 1980s. The technology that we have today, the things that we have today to fight crime, to solve crime, to see things, they weren't available. We just watched, or I just watched, I don't know if Tori watched it. Ted Bundy tapes and like half of those things could have been easily solved but they just didn't have yeah, they could have they would have found Ted Bundy so easily in like the 21st century they just didn't have DNA tests I'm actually shocked that they, they were able the to Zodiac f- killer in 2006 <laughs> after him not being able to be found for like 50 years I'm shocked that they found Ted Bundy based on some of those right. sketches because it's like blonde hair he looked nothing like him but I don't think that that either I mean Hopper obviously is smart and we know that Hopper is just like cr- a curmudgeonly old guy who just want he's not really old but in the show they portray him that way that he wants to like find things but it's like like, they just didn't have the technology that we had today. So, of course, the government wouldn't be as um, hyper-vigilant in hiding what they had done because those things wouldn't have been found. They wouldn't have found them. So, disagree. Disagree? Disagree. Number eight, Billy and Max moved to Hawkins. <laughs> what? Oh God, these are so stupid. We gotta get through Okay, it says, gives an explanation of who Sadie and Billy are, which we already know. And it says, the siblings moved from California to Hawkins, Indiana, but the exact reasoning is, dun-dun-dun, never, never explained. explained. It says, Billy blames Max for his family having to move, which is part of the reason he always screams at her. Then moving from California ties directly to Billy's character and his anger. But the reason why they moved remains a mystery, given how crucial the storyline is. Got- 
married, right? And now they're siblings, and, like, maybe the mom has, like, family in Hawkins or something. Yeah, I just assumed they had That's to move. Stupid. I just assumed that they had to move because the families got married, and, like, Billy and Max were acting out at their old schools, and the parents were probably like, look, let's get them out of their old situations. Let's move them to a new situation. Maybe they got new jobs, and it'll be, like, a fresh start. And then Billy screen was... Rant, that is stupid. <gasps> but we still love you, Screen Rant. But this article, it hurts. It hurts a little bit. People going into the Upside Down, this Tori and I agree with. Um, I think so because there was one where they were able to put a video camera down in the upside down in one of the episodes and we were like well why don't they just do that now if they can do it why don't they just go explore and try to see what's in there it says many people who are taken into the upside down don't live to tell the tale in season one it's established that the air in the upside down is toxic but that doesn't stop characters from going into the parallel universe Will lasted about a week in the upside down and was shown to be very sick in season two Nancy entered the upside down looking for Barb without any protective gear and Joyce and Hopper went in looking for Will they were in hazmat suits though Hopper and Joyce started their journey wearing hazmat suits right we got it but eventually took their helmets off when they found will given the effect of the upside down has on the human world it doesn't really make a lot of sense that nancy hopper and joyce didn't have any side effects of going into the upside down unprotected i agree with this i think that there's a lot we don't I know i slightly agree i also think it's stupid <laughs> <laughs> i think that that's true like it's an alternative dimension like if you're going on mars obviously the air is going to be different the, the lack thereof but think about it this way the demogorgon is able to come into our world and he doesn't have a face mask on he's able to maybe they have some kind of consistency in the air quality that's not it's like breathing smog in like a a heavily polluted city it doesn't have the best air quality it's not the greatest but you can still manage it and who knows like maybe there'll be side effects after a long period of time sometimes you have to wait years to see those side effects number six nobody visits hopper's cabin he doesn't have any friends what would you expect them to do i don't even there's no even point in reading this one it's gonna say well how did nobody know that hopper had a cabin because he doesn't tell anybody anything he's very secretive it says originally the character was living in a lakeside trailer in hawkins but upgraded to his grandfather's cabin in season two officers were seen visiting Hopper at his trailer a few times during season one, but nobody ever visited him in season two. I think that's the whole reason that he chose this cabin because it's elusive because nobody knows that it's there and his whole goal is to protect Eleven and be on the download. It says even if Hopper was trying to keep his cabin a secret to protect Eleven, he likely would have had to fill out some type of form at the precinct. It's the 80s. That mentions his residency. Yeah, it's the 80s. I think a lot of these things can be explained by the fact that it is the 1980s and they just didn't care. And also people in Hopper's agency, they're like a little family. They're not going to be like, Hopper, fill out where you're hiding your secret new daughter. Disagree. Number five. How does Will survive in the Upside Down? Agreed. Agreed. We don't that understand that. stupid tube in his neck, the snake that goes down his throat, never understood how he survived that, but it's fine. Maybe it's because he has powers. Maybe I'm right. Yeah, it says Will is an intelligent kid, so it makes sense that he could have figured out how to evade the Demogorgon, which I agree with because kids are good at hiding. But it says that being said, it doesn't make sense that he was able to survive that long without food and water. Obviously, the human body needs food and water to survive. Humans can go a while without food, but water is a different story. There likely wasn't any food that Will was able to get. Even if he found water, it likely would have been contained. I think that if he found water and it was contaminated and drinking it would still be fine. He was in there for a week. Sketchy. Agree. Sketchy, Screen Rant. Number four, Eleven's origin. Like many elements of Stranger Things, the origin of Eleven's powers have remained a mystery for the first two seasons. Eleven has incredible powers, such as telekinesis. It says, with that in mind, it is still (laughs) never explained why this caused her to have powers. Oh, it has been established that Eleven inherited these powers from her mother, who was supposed to be hallucinogenic. With that in mind, it is still never explained why this caused her to have powers or even why Terry Ives had these 
these powers. And it says Stranger Things is fictional, so the writers can just say people had powers and call it a day. But that doesn't really make sense. It's I mean, supernatural. Yes, they can do that. That's the point of the show is that nothing makes sense. Stranger Things. It's strange. The yeah. things that happen are strange. Stranger Things. Yeah, that's like in the <laughs> X-Men when Wolverine, like Logan goes down and they fill his whole bones and redo every bone in his body with metal. It's like, um, yeah, sure. Okay. That's, <laughs> and, then he, and then he all of a sudden is able to sprout claws. It's like nobody is sitting there going like, guys, actually, I bet there I are people doing that. I his skin can regenerate around his knuckle. Like, shut up. It's a supernatural, like, shut up. Yeah. That show Supernatural has been on the air for like, what, 17 seasons? Right. People will believe whatever. If you believe it's a story and you go with the story, it's fine. And I think that they will explain that, you know, yeah, disagree. Number three, guys, we're doing it. We're getting down to the list. The Upside Down can produce electricity. Even though the Upside Down is seen as a parallel universe to the human world, it looks very different. Stupid. The Upside Down basically <laughs> looks like a decayed world. We already know this. And it says the Upside Down has been shown to have a connection to electricity and even be able to manipulate lights in the real world. But how does the Upside Down itself have electricity? Since every- it started through Hawkins. Hawkins is a light and power company. It says since everything else seems to be decaying in the Upside Down, it doesn't make sense that the world would still have electricity. After all, what is powering it? Are they drawing powder from the powder. Are they drawing powder? <laughs> Are they drawing power from Hawkins Lab or some energy source in the real world? Yes. Actually, also, it, it's not like the Upside Down is doing this. It's supposed to be Will is somehow doing something from the Upside Down to connect with Joyce. That's the greater question. What was Will doing in the Upside Down? And actually, that might even be told in the comics, which we haven't read yet. So if you guys have read the comics, that first issue tells a lot about Will getting captured and what his first few days and I think the week-long experience was like while he was in the Upside Down waiting for Hopper and Joyce to come and save him. So that might be explained. If you guys have read that, somebody DM us or message us so that we can know. But I bet that's explained in the comics. Next one I agree with. I already know I agree with it and Ashley's not going to. I don't know if I agree with this or not because I don't understand. It's like number two, Will's fake body. Joyce Byers never lost hope her son went missing even when the police found his body in the local quarry. Joyce was convinced that it wasn't Will even though it was a fake body. They have a typo. They wrote even thought. So it confused me. Most people just thought that she was bonkers. But that's exactly what the point of the body is, right? It clearly didn't fool anybody as Joyce knew right away. I don't know. That body looked pretty real until he cut it open and saw the cotton. Spoiler. Even if the government got Spoiler their own. Spoiler of season one, <laughs> which came out in what, like 2016? Even if the government got their own people to perform the autopsy to keep Will's disappearance a secret, it's hard to imagine that nobody would have come in contact with the fake body. It seems unrealistic that they would put so much effort into making the body look real, but then just stuff it with cotton. Okay, this is stupid because again, it's the 1980s. That body looked hella real and when <laughs> when Hopper goes in there and pulls him out Hopper is like about to vomit he's so queasy because he's like trying to convince himself to cut into the, the body the first time I watched it I looked away I was like I'm not looking at this yeah I didn't either and then when he even when he cuts into it and then you see the rubber and you see the stuffing you're like oh but I think that the Sick. government had to go into the I don't even think the government had the capabilities at this point to make the body look the way that it looked I don't think that they had those abilities or maybe they did in the 1980s they had some good horror movies but I disagree with that one I think it looked real and I think that why would they bother to stuff it with like fake blood or goo or anything. They didn't think that most people aren't going to go in and cut it if it's a clear drowning. If the body was found in the woods and there were some rips, they might want an autopsy to see what happened. Like, why was the body found here? But it was in the water. He drowned. Well, if they do... Well, I guess if it's the 80s, but nowadays, if it's a kid, they always do an autopsy. And the number one thing that bothers this screen rant is what happened to Jester, Who Will's dog. Jess? Oh, Jesus Christ. Will's dog. He's probably like visiting family members or something, or he's old. Or he died. Yeah, dogs only live to be 10 years old. Actually, Will was at a con recently, and he kind of gave, it's not even a spoiler. People were freaking out all over the internet. Will, Noah spoiled it. Noah spoiled it. It has like a little thing for Chester, like he died. Like they have a little Aww. placard for him. And I'm 
I might be remembering that wrong. Maybe it's like a dog bowl. <laughs> I don't know. But one of their reasons, since this is the last one, it says, whatever happened to the buyer's dog? It says, sure, Chester might not exactly be crucial to the plot of the series, but fans still want to know what happened to the dog. Dustin's, no, I do. Where is Chester? Justice for Chester. Oh Dustin's cat God. named Muse was consumed by Dart, but hopefully Chester didn't meet the similar fate. Chester might pop back up in season three, but for now. Where did they get the name Chester? I've never, the only Chester I can think of is Chester Rushing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I can't. I've never heard the name that dog called Chester. <gasps> Chester. Chester's the dog. That's what I thought they meant. I was like, in season two, what happened to Chester? I think that they do explain what happens to Chester in season three. Even the case, I wouldn't be like, well, Chester was there and now he wasn't. I mean, in season one, Chester was a full grown adult dog. Dogs typically live between what ages? Eight to 12 years old. If you have a healthy dog, our dog lived to 18, which was vegan because she was vegan. It was a cray cray bananas, but she looked like one of those National Geographic dogs. It <laughs> was like old and cratchety and you're like, how is she still? moving and eating but we love that dog anyway that was it I don't know that we agree with those screen rant things we thought it would be a fun thing to do because there's just not a lot happening with Stranger Things right now we have our I'll find a better Stranger Things review and we can do a different one in a couple weeks because I know you guys don't want to hear these over (laughs) and over again you don't want to hear us just complaining about how terrible the well hopefully our next episodes will be we'll talk a little bit about Fledge I'll tell you a little bit more about it we'll talk about Gwenda because we're going to be reading her book this week we'll talk about Joe Vogel I still have his book that I need to read and we'll be able to interview him. Oh, and when I talked to the publicists over at Random House and Delray Books, they let me know that they have some other Stranger Things books coming out and that they would be happy to send us a copy of each one and set up an interview. So we have some potential interviews coming up. I don't know what we're going to do, guys, to struggle to find content to fill until July of this year, but we're going to do it. And that was it. We hope you enjoyed this strange rambling episode. Things are strange, Stranger Things. And just so you guys know, that is not our tagline. Yes, it is. It's not our tagline. It's my tagline. (laughs) Stay strange. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.